again. Shake the Snow Globe, it's called Guess What, and it's featuring Rick Ross. Thank you guys for tuning in today. I appreciate it. I got one more song after this. We're gonna get the vibe right. Guess what? I just put my logo in my pool. Guess what? I just made a porno in the pool. Guess what? Maybe taking photos when I move. Guess what? I still got control though. How about you? Guess what? Put my logo in my pool, guess what? I just made a porno in the booth, guess what? Maybe taking photos when I move, guess what? I still got control, how about you, guess what? Race against your doubt, a lot of y'all ain't running fast enough I can spot a fake before we even finish dapping up Clapping when they win, but when I win, they never clap it up Parents' marriage crumble, so I told my mama pack it up Eat until I'm fat enough, rise again like Lazarus They be thinking what I'm saying, tell me how you mad at us Ooh, this pussy's good as fuck, it's tempting not to wrap it up Bitch, I'm about to block and this one's called Love and Fear by Felly, F-E-L-L-Y. It's my favorite song of 2020 so far. I'm gonna roll. Between love and fear, girl be nice to me, yeah. She says she need a real, it's not a bad idea. And if looks could kill ya, I'd be unfamiliar. We could do it for real though, depends on how you feel though. Funny how you treat me like I'm new to this shit I've been moving like I got a fucking movie to script, yeah Lifestyle of my heart is a souvenir Around the world leaving parts till it's hard to feel love I fear to fall off, got fucking problems One fucking cut cars, you know it's on us My fun love is spending night Episode 40 of the Blake Mayfield Podcast. I am your host, Blake Mayfield, and I'm here today. I'm actually solo, solo dolo number two. Last time I did this was episode 23. Um, I'm going to try and give you guys 25 minutes to 30 on this one. I got a couple things I've been wanting to recap for a couple of weeks now. Um, one of them being the Super Bowl, one of them being Kobe and Gianna and everyone passing in the helicopter crash. Rest in peace. I'll get to that in a bit. I want to talk about Russ's new album, what I think about Lil Wayne's new album. 
and and that's about it. So not very many things, but I did want to get this out. I was trying to get some people on here throughout the last week or two to do the Kobe tribute and talk about the game and whatnot. Um, but unfortunately, some things just don't work out. So you're getting me today. It's the Blake Mayfield podcast, and I am yours truly. Um, I want to shout out the Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple podcast listeners. Thank you all for tuning in with us whenever you're listening to this, however you're listening to this, on whatever platform. Um, I'm going to leave the program off today with recapping the Super Bowl. The 54th edition of the Super Bowl was played Sunday, and the Chiefs defeated the 49ers 31-20. The new golden boy of the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, was named the MVP. Um, I thought it was a very entertaining game. I enjoyed it very much so. I did think the first half was kind of boring. Um... Just because, you know, there wasn't a lot of turnovers. There wasn't a lot of scoring. It was 10-10 at half. I was really surprised the Niners did not try and go score at the end of the half, just like everyone else was, just playing a conservative. That's so unlike Shanahan and what the Niners did all year, where especially in games like the NFC Championship against the Packers, you know, if they if they smelt blood, man, they they put their foot on the pedal. They, they rode until the very, very end, and they wanted to crush every team. It was very odd seeing them turn around and, you know, after Mostert having that humongous game in the NFC Championship and Jimmy Garoppolo being a good quarterback, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say he's a game manager. He's not a great quarterback, but he's not a game manager either. I, I think he's above average quarterback. I, I think he's very well, uh, you know, just tuned and I, I like what he's able to do. I, I really do. I think he made some big mistakes in the Super Bowl. I think that you know, maybe he's not that guy. You know, he's not Tom Brady. Maybe he's not Rodgers, Manning, those guys. But how many people really are at the same time? Uh, Mahomes has proven and shown us that, you know, he is the next Peyton Manning. I've been saying that, you know, all year on the podcast. I thought he would take a step back this year as far as production, which did happen. But, um, you know, if we're saying taking a step back as far as career-wise, well, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes proved me and everyone else who doubted all the way wrong. I do want to congratulate the Kansas City Chiefs. This is more about them winning than the Niners losing, even though the headline has been, you know, the Niners choking and the Niners not being able to do this and do that. Um, I do think the Chiefs played very, very well. And I'm happy for the Kansas City Chiefs, man. This is their first Super Bowl win since 1969. It's been 50 years. I mean, this is going on like the Cavaliers or the city of Cleveland itself not having a championship and the Cubs not winning for the 108 years. I mean, it was a drought, drought. And they have their guy. They have their coach. Uh, shout out to Andy Reid. He's been coaching 21 seasons now. And his 21st season finally got his first Super Bowl ring. I do think that now, you know, after he retires, he will be a first ballot Hall of Fame coach. Now that he has this on his resume as well. I mean, that was his 222nd career win. That's a lot of wins, man. Over 21 years. I'm going to do that math real quick. I think that's about 10 wins a season, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's go 21. So, yeah, 10 and a half wins a season. I mean, this is all including playoffs. Of course, you're going to have a couple 6 and 10, maybe 4 and 12 campaigns in there. I don't know how many of those Andy Reid had or has had in his career, but I don't think it's very many because he had McNabb and, and all of them in Philly and even Michael Vick and stuff. Then he went to the Chiefs in 2012. He made Alex Smith from what looked like almost a bust, you know, I mean, basically with the Niners. Uh, after they shipped him off for Kaepernick, you know, Alex Smith went to the Chiefs, and the Chiefs made the playoffs. They didn't get past the first or second round very often, if at all, I don't think. But, you know, they at least made it, and they at least, you know, got their, their – they put the flag on the ground as far as, you know, we're going to 
be here for a little bit. We're going to develop and get more talent. So, you know, you keep drafting, you get Tyreek Hill. Even guys that aren't on the team anymore, like a D Ford or a Kareem Hunt, you start building with pieces through the draft and stuff. And, uh, you know, the Chiefs really, if you really think about it, maybe they should have won the last two Super Bowls. I mean, if it wasn't for Tom Brady going down and not even giving Mahomes a chance at home to possess the football in overtime and D4 lining up offsides during the interception and all that, you know, the Chiefs would have been in the Super Bowl last year against the Rams, which we all wanted to see, or the Saints, depending on how that goes. Uh, but it probably would have been Chiefs-Rams. And, I mean, I think the Chiefs had a very good chance of winning that football game. So, I mean, the Chiefs really, you know, who's to say they come back as motivated as they were this year if they won last year? Because, you know, you're motivated by the loss and, you know, you have something to prove to everyone. But I think overall, man, the Chiefs really, really did a great job this season. The perseverance. Mahomes got hurt against the Broncos in, like, week eight. Excuse me. I think that was. Let me look that up. And, you know, it looked like maybe the season was a lost cause at that point. But, you know, it wasn't, man. They bounced back. Mahomes only missed, I think, two games, two and a half games. And, oh, no, it was week seven because he missed the Packer game on Sunday night. That's the game we all wanted to see between him and Rodgers. Um, but the Chiefs really, really did a great job this season, man. So I really just want to congratulate them and congratulate Patrick and Andy Reid and all them on their first rings. And as far as the Chiefs being a dynasty – Dynasties are so hard in football to not only obtain but maintain. I mean, the only team that's done it in the last 20 years has been the Patriots twice. And it's been the same personnel. It's been the same people at the top. It's been Kraft, Belichick, and Brady. So it's just, you know, if they can keep, you know, Clark Hunt is obviously going to be there. The son of Lamar Hunt, who uh, is the AFC Championship trophy, actually. The trophy's named after him. If Clark Hunt remains there and he keeps Andy Reid as his head coach, and obviously Mahomes, uh, he's going to get paid. We'll get to that in a second. But, you know, as long as they keep that core there, I think they have a shot. I think that, you know, maybe they do find a way to pump out three and five years or three and six years or two and three years. I mean, who knows? Who knows? And you still have Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. And, you know, other teams are always developing in the AFC. I mean, maybe the Raiders do something this season. I think the Broncos are going to make the playoffs next year. I mean, that division alone is going to get very, very tough. I think the Chargers have nowhere to go but up. The Chargers are too talented to go 4-12, 5-11 again. A lot of games just didn't go their way this season. And I think Rivers is kind of a liability at the same time. And that's the most important position in the game. But I, I think, you know, every team in that division can be competitive next year. And I think we can see something to where there could be three playoff teams out of the AFC West. Um, the Chiefs are obviously going to make the playoffs. Unless Mahomes or something drastic happens, the Chiefs are making the playoffs, no doubt. They're going to win nine or ten games. I think the Broncos win nine or ten games. I really do. I, I, I like Cortland Sutton. I like Drew Locke. I think you give them an offseason to draft, maybe sign a couple more pieces and whatnot. You know, who knows? Maybe they go get Tom Brady or something like that. But... You know, otherwise, I think the Broncos are going to be very, very good. And the Raiders, you know, who knows what they're going to be. They're, you know, they're going to get players back that got hurt. And who knows what's going to happen with Carr. They want to get Brady, too. They're going to Vegas. They got the new stadium. While I'm not going to cheer for them just because I think they're greedy and money-based, you know, I think they can be a very good team. I think John Gruden can be a very good coach and develop these guys. And I, I do I do kind of like what they are building over there. I, I do like it. I don't like the whole situation with Oakland and Vegas. I'm not going to cheer for the team anymore because of that. But they can have a good product here in a year or two. They, they can start making some, some playoff runs for sure. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see the future. Now, Patrick Mahomes, he's still on his rookie deal. And in the first two years as quarterback, which no quarterback's ever done this, where they come and win the MVP award, their basically rookie year. I mean, you know, he sat his whole first year, but the first year he was playing and a starter, he won the MVP. 
Then his second year, he won the Super Bowl MVP. That is impressive, man. That is just some, some other kind of stuff. I mean, we don't see stuff like that that often in sports at all, especially a guy who's 23 and 24 years old when he's doing it. Mahomes is only 24 years old. I think the Kansas City Chiefs, I don't know if I said this on this podcast before, but I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to offer Patrick Mahomes a five-year, $200 million deal. I think he's going to become the first $200 million contract player in NFL history. If I'm not mistaken, the cap is going to go up this season. Let's check into that. Um, and, I mean, the Chiefs, if you are the Chiefs, there's no way in hell they're going to let him walk. They drafted him for a reason. They moved up to draft him for a reason. They knew what they were getting with a guy. I don't know if they thought he would get, you know, this good, this quickly, but they believed in that guy. They had Alex Smith develop him, kind of like the Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers thing in Green Bay, and it's all working out. I mean, you know, two years later, you have a Super Bowl championship to your name, and who knows how many more are to come. This guy's only 24. He's got another 10 to 15 years in the NFL. So the cap for 2020 is $201.2 million. The NFL informed all 32 teams on Tuesday the salary cap will increase between $196.8 million and $201.2 million. So, I mean, if you give Mahomes, even if it's fully guaranteed, which that could be another groundbreaking thing to see a fully guaranteed contract in the NFL for a quarterback like that, I think he is going to be the new standard, the new model for how these guys get paid, how much they get paid, and, you know, maybe even, I mean, I know contracts are always four or five years, maybe how often they get paid as well. You know, who knows? Who knows? This could be the best thing to ever happen in the NFL as far as player empowerment, player safety as far as your finances and being good after you're hurt and or retired from the game. I really, really hope Mahomes pulls this off, man. Because if there's one guy who deserves it right now, boy, it's him. He is the most impressive football player in the NFL right now. Um, you know, who knows where his career goes from here? Because, I mean, most guys, some guys, you know, only have one title that would consider some of the best ever. I mean, even Peyton Manning barely got his second ring. You know, you got Drew Brees, one. Rodgers, one. Um, you know, Brett Favre, one. Like, a lot of these guys only won one championship. That's all it took. And they're Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Probably first ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Mahomes obviously has to put in some more time, put in some more work, but he's thrown, I believe, 89 touchdowns in his first two seasons, which is an NFL record. It's not even close. Um, I, I just, I, I, I just think he's very impressive, and he's a good dude. I think he puts on a very good image. He's a very good role model for the kids. Um, you know, the ladies love him. He's a pretty boy, and I just, I think it's great, man. I think it's nothing but positive things for Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs, and the NFL going forward. They have their new guy. They have their guy for the State Farm commercials. They have their guy as the face of the NFL. And I'm just really happy for that entire organization. Shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs. Shout out to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I do think the Chiefs in June, July, something like that, something before training camp. It'll be a little bit, I think. But they're going to give Mahomes that extension, and he rightfully deserves it. And, yeah. You know, we'll see what happens from here. As far as the 49ers, I mean, what a collapse. Kyle Shanahan, you know, this is the second time he's done this where he has a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl. Then he goes away from whatever offense, whatever play calling he was doing. And then the team suffers because of it. And then the other team gains momentum. And it just felt like that Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl all over again. The game was quite boring the first half. The second quarter, or sorry, the third quarter, was, you know, good. It was decent. You know, the Niners put up 10 points. But going into the fourth, man, it was 20-10, to 10, and you just felt like it was the Niners game. It just felt like that in the room. The people I was with watching the game and whatnot, we were all talking, and it's like, man, this really feels like the Niners are going to win their sixth. You know, they're going to break that tie with the Cowboys. 
And, you know, the Niners are one of the most prestigious franchises in just all of sports anyway, sports history. So, you know, you just don't really think of a team like the Niners, you know, that's like football royalty almost, collapsing and burning and crashing the way they did, especially after the season they just had. No one thought they'd go 13-3. No one thought they were going to beat the Packers twice. No one thought they were going to go beat the Saints, you know, and whatnot. And it was just a, a dream season. It was just the dream scenario for the Niners to come out and to win this football game. And they couldn't pull it off. I don't know what happened. I don't know if Kyle Shanahan, you know, lost faith in Mostert. If, you know, maybe there was injuries that they weren't, you know, saying after the game or talking about it all or whatever. But Jimmy started throwing behind his guys like he always does. And the running game got stopped. The Chiefs defense came alive. I mean, after the Chiefs scored that initial touchdown... Um, because, you know, Mahomes threw that pick. He was looking for Hill, and he threw the pick at, like, the, you know, the Niners' 20-yard line with, like, seven or eight minutes to go. It was 20 to 10. And, I mean, I was looking around in the room, and I was like, that's probably game. I mean, if the Niners just run this football, I mean, that's game. And Mahomes did not play well. I mean, he got the MVP, and I'm super happy for him. And, you know, I, I, I don't take back anything I just said about the guy. I think he's wonderful for the NFL. But, man, did he not play that well at all. He threw two picks, you know, he, I think he was something like 18 of 32. It was under 200 yards throwing. He threw no touchdowns till the fourth quarter. It just was one of those games where it's like, man, like he really got to this stage and just had a total meltdown with this defense. But you know, it's the thing with the chiefs is it's a bunch of track stars. It's a track meet. You, a defense cannot contain that offense, it seems like, for four straight quarters. The defenses just get run down. They get tired. They just get burnt. And if you look around at Sherman, Buckner, even Bosa, who played phenomenal the entire game, if you look towards the last seven, six, five minutes of the game of that fourth quarter, man, they looked gassed every time the Chiefs had the ball, including Damian Williams breaking off that 38-yard run, getting the touchdown, which was the second touchdown of the game at that point, which sealed the deal, made it 31-20. to You can just tell, man, it's like these guys don't have much energy. They don't have much gusto left to contain this offense. And the offense was, you know, bubbling and simmering the whole game. They couldn't get anything going. So once they finally did, it all just happened at once. And it all just came out at once. And man, it was just, it was a really entertaining game in the fourth quarter. I wish the whole game was like that. Um, I know this is a painful loss for the Niner fans, and this one probably stings a lot. But it was a hell of a season for the Niners. The Niners, just like the Chiefs, are not going to go anywhere, people. Garoppolo's only in the second year of his deal. I guess he's going into the third year of his big contract. Garoppolo's going to be there. Shanahan and Lynch, you know, John Lynch, the GM, each have three more years on their contracts. So the quarterback, head coach, and GM all have three more full seasons to get back and or win a championship for the Niners. And I think... They have a very high chance of doing so. I mean, you know, not a lot of guys are going to be leaving that team. Sherman's going to be there, even though he looked like he was exhausted by the end of it all. And, you know, say what you want about him and Revis going back and forth. Sherman's still one of the top people in the secondary in the NFL still. I mean, he just he just is. I'm not saying he's the best. I don't think he's the best corner or anything like that. Maybe they switch him to safety as well because of just how, you know, his age and the Achilles. How is everything going to hold up? But Sherman, you know, he's a pro bowler this year. So Sherman did great. And I think that defense is very stout, and it could be a very, very, very great defense for years to come. Bosa was a rookie this year. Um, you know, Buckner's young, so a Quan Alexander, of course. I just think they have nowhere to go really but up still. I don't see them really declining. Next year, do they make the Super Bowl? 
We'll see. The NFC is always so competitive, you just never really know. The biggest competitor, it looks like, is Seattle. If Seattle gets any better, the Niners better watch out because those Niners fans are afraid of Seattle. You know, you can ask them. They'll, they'll tell it to you. As I get some water real quick. Um, yeah, I, I think the Niners are going to be good for years to come, and I think that both these teams are not going to go anywhere, and maybe we see this matchup again in a year or two. Maybe next season we see it. Who knows? Um... But Kyle Shanahan, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happened the last two Super Bowls. But I just wish he would have managed that second quarter clock better and try to at least get a field goal out of that. I mean, why wouldn't you at least try to get some kind of points, some kind of scoring? You know, it, it beats me. I It probably keeps him up at night. It probably will for a long time, just like it did in the Falcons-Patriots game. And, you know, I thought this would be his way to kind of avenge that loss. But, yeah, I guess not. I guess it just wasn't his time. I think the Niners are going to be very good. And I'm going to leave it at that, man. It was a good game. Congrats to the Chiefs. Both these teams are going to be great for years to come. So this is not the last we've heard of either of these teams or quarterbacks or coaches. Um, let's transition out of the NFL. Let's go to something that unfortunately happened. It was last Sunday, the 26th of January. Uh, Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gianna, and seven others, the Adabelli family, John um, I believe Sarah was the wife's name and then one of their daughters and some other people all died in a helicopter crash when they crashed into the hills of Calabasas. I don't have too much to say about this. I've had about a week or so, more than a week to kind of process it and just think about it. And when I wanted to come in here and tribute Kobe, I didn't have too much to say and I still don't. I just want to say that this guy was my ultimate idol. He's the reason I got into basketball. He's the reason I'm a Lakers fan. He's the reason I emulate all of his moves. Um, I will always be a Lakers fan. I will never cheer for any other team in my life when it comes to basketball. That man was a legend. What he did in that city, in that uniform, should not be questioned. Um, you know, if you're a sports fan, you, you just got to respect the guy. You could have hated him his whole career and whatnot. But it, it seemed like, you know, he wasn't really, and I mean, LeBron said this a few days ago, but it didn't seem like he was really too happy or as happy as he was the last few years, his entire career in the NBA. It seemed like towards the end of his life, he finds he found solace and peace in the fact that you know he could put that basketball thing behind him and he can reinvent himself. And he won an Oscar for Dear Basketball. And even in the helicopter crash, he was on his way to a Mamba Academy camp to work out with kids and develop basketball still skills, excuse me, and whatnot. And so I just want to say rest in peace to Kobe. Um, you're a legend. You're the Black Mamba. And no one's ever going to be able to have the influence or recreate the kind of influence you brought to the game of basketball. And I want to say rest in peace to his daughter. I want to shout out the Bryant family, uh, Vanessa and his three other daughters. You know, this is a heck of a loss. And I hope they can find some kind of peace in some way and hopefully carry on throughout these next decades and years of their lives, you know, without their father and husband. And it's just very, very sad. And I don't want to get sad on this podcast. Um, but rest in peace to Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant and everyone else. And Kobe, you are forever missed. You are forever loved. And me as a Lakers fan will never forget what you did. I'm going to hang your jersey up in a frame. And I just want to leave it at that. Um, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Russ and Lil Wayne. They had two new albums. Lil Wayne dropped his new album, Funeral. Rush dropped his new album, Shake the Snow Globe, on Friday the 31st of January. I listened to a little bit of Lil Wayne's. There's just too many songs. He did put 24 tracks on there in dedication to Kobe, which I thought was really nice and very cool. You know, Wayne is a Lakers fan because of Kobe. So, you know, he, he's a Laker and Packer guy just like I am. And, you know, I, I thought the album was, was good. I thought it was good. I thought it was better than Carter Five. 
It's just, it's not Carter 3 Lil Wayne. I know we're never gonna get that back. He does sound a little aged, but I think Wayne sounds healthier. He sounds a little bit more just there than he has in the last, you know, seven to eight, nine, ten years, you know? I mean, after the Young Money thing popped off and whatnot, I think he really, really got into lean and drugs heavy. We know he did it before, but I mean heavy, heavy. You know, his music was suffering, his interviews. He didn't seem like he was fully there. You know, who knew if he wanted to, you know, still rap, still make music. You know, the whole Carter 5 fiasco. I'm just really happy Lil Wayne's on his own independent thing. You know, Young Money Records and dropping music still in 2020 and, you know, not feeling like he is entitled or enslaved to a contract or someone stealing his music. It seems like he's just kind of at peace with life and himself and all of his artists. And so congratulations to Lil Wayne. I enjoyed Funeral, the album, and I'll, I'm going to keep listening to it because Lil Wayne's a legend and he's going to go down a legend. And that's just that. Russ. I enjoyed Russ's album. Uh, I played the song Guess What with Rick Ross as one of the intro songs. He has some other songs on there that were pretty good. I thought a lot of the beats were very samey soundy. They all kind of sounded, it's very jazzy. It was a jazz influenced album, which I do enjoy. It's kind of peaceful and whatnot, but a lot of the songs do kind of sound the same. I enjoyed Guess What. I enjoyed the two bonus songs. I mean, Best on Earth was one of the best songs of 2019. I think that song goes hard. I love Best on Earth. And then the song Civil War, I enjoyed that song. I didn't catch that song last year. Apparently it came out sometime last year in the summer. I didn't catch it till I looked at the pre-order a couple weeks ago and saw it was one of the bonus songs. And once I heard it, I fell in love with it. I'm going to pull up the track. Let's see what other songs are good. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see here. Shake the snow globe. So yeah, we got Guess What. I enjoy the song Nighttime. Nighttime uh, interlude was a very, very good song. I enjoyed the beat. I like how he changes his pitch of his vocals and whatnot and makes it kind of auto-tuned and yeah, you know, and stuff like that. Really enjoy that a lot. So I like a few of the songs on the album. There's only 12. It was a, or sorry, 14. It was a very short album. And I, you know, I could pull four or five tracks from it, if I, you know, and I'm fine with that. Russ is one of those artists for me. I really enjoy Russ. Excuse me, as I burp. Um, I really respect Russ, but I just don't know if he makes the best albums. You know, There's Really a Wolf had 20 tracks, and I think I enjoyed seven or eight. So I kind of know what I'm getting with Russ. I'm going to enjoy you know a third of the album, which is fine. If you give me 14 songs and I like four or five of them, I'm happy. I'm content. I can listen to those four or five songs for three to four or five months into the summertime. So Russ definitely gave me some music I can listen to. Same with Lil Wayne. And I'm happy they both dropped same day because we needed some new music. I know Eminem came out a couple weeks ago. I didn't even try and listen to the album. I'm over Eminem at this point. Uh, I don't really know if he's trying to rap about anything. I think he's just trying to prove he can rap, which we've made all these points before in the podcast. I don't want to dive into it because it sounds like I'm just hating on Eminem. And I don't hate Eminem. I love Eminem. He's a total legend. I just cannot listen to him in 2020 you know, at 21 years old, it's just, it's not the same anymore. It's not some shady. It's just, um, I'm just not that big of a fan, but a lot of music did drop in January. Like I hoped it would, uh, Drake and future song desires, which we did play as one of the intro songs a few weeks ago on the podcast officially came out. It was on, oh, um, sorry, the October's very own SoundCloud page. And, uh, I thought it was great, man. I mean, Drake added his two verses. You could tell that was kind of done after the fact, but, I mean, the hook is fire. I love Future's verse. Future sounds like he's back. He hasn't really been all the way there. Sounds like in a few years. I don't know if that's just him being rich and famous and not needing to try. If it's that him just cooling off. But Drake's making him hot again. And I, I, he's helping out Drake, too. I mean, life is good. 
I enjoyed only Drake's part. I don't enjoy Future's part on that song really whatsoever. I actually skip over it most of the time. But I thought the song Desires was very good. If we get more songs like Desires on, you know, What a Time to Be Alive 2 or whatever the album is going to be called. Because I do think those two are going to drop another album this year. I think that's going to drop before they drop a solo project, personally. I think that that can drop in February or March. But I'm, I'm very excited. I think it's going to be a big year for music. Hopefully there's a lot of stuff to talk about. This podcast launched in 2019. And looking back, you know, there was always stuff to talk about. But there wasn't a lot of stuff to talk about. You know, hopefully this year I can incorporate stuff in different elements of the podcast where it's like, okay, if Drake or someone or Kendrick drops an album, we're going to dedicate an entire half hour or hour podcast to that album and, you know, just kind of space stuff out instead of trying to cram it all together in a two or three hour period, just trying to be more relaxed and more just planning out the podcast and how to do it. Um, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm very excited about this year and there's been a lot of music. And it's good. I enjoyed the music so far, and hopefully more keeps coming. I know we have Party Next Door coming up this month, I'm pretty sure. I know Weekend's going to be dropping this year. Drake will be dropping this year. Hopefully Kendrick drops this year. I mean, who knows? Kendrick's always so quiet that, you know, who knows what he's up to. But hopefully he comes out with something this year. I think it's going to be a big year for a lot of the artists that I do enjoy. Uh, Russ's album I enjoyed. Lil Wayne I enjoy. So there's that. Um, I do want to take this thing out to 30 minutes. I got another minute or so. Um... Yeah, as far as 2020 goes, you guys, there's going to be a lot of stuff. We're going to start doing movie reviews. I know we haven't talked a lot about movies really whatsoever just because not a lot of movies came out last year. You know, if, if it was, it was remakes. It was like stuff like The Avengers and The Lion King, which is fine. You know, I did enjoy those movies. But, you know, it's not really something that me and my friends go see and then we come in here and sit down and review. So, you know, there's going to be some movies this year that we do. Hopefully the Lakers make the finals. It's going to be a lot of basketball. That's one thing that is going to be coming up is basketball podcast. Now that the NFL is over, we're going to fully transition. Just like we did when we launched the podcast last year in February. And I don't know what's going to happen between now and the All-Star break for the NBA. But after the All-Star break until June, definitely, definitely, definitely going to strap down and watch basketball and get back into that. And give you guys some content on that. And I want to thank you guys if you made it this far for being with me. This was, you know, kind of challenging trying to get to 30 minutes by myself. But, hey, you know, you got to challenge yourself if you want to progress in life. And, you know, I really, really appreciate it. It shows that you're loyal if you made it this far. I'm going to get out of here. I am Blake Mayfield. Thank you for listening. I love you. Have a good day.